Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Uh, daring to be different once again. I am Yaya Diamond. We are listening to Dream Chasers Radio. And oh my gosh, are you listening to Dream Chasers Radio? You're not only listening to Dream Chasers Radio on Bobby Radio, not only on 97.5 FM Real Community Radio in North Florida, but you're also listening to Dream Chasers Radio in the Caribbean, at the Caribbean Community Radio, all over the Caribbean islands and all over East Florida. I am... Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing what you can do when you put your mind to things. And we're going to talk about that today when you really decide what you want. When you really decide what you want. Now, we have uh, hopefully a guest that will be calling in today. I'm looking forward to his call. But I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things today because I realized that a lot of people have this thing where you don't really realize that you, you know, or me, I, I, I didn't realize this either, it, it, that I was sabotaging myself. That's right, sabotaging myself. Sabotaging myself uh, for success. So when I really decided what I wanted to do, what I wanted in life, and, and, I, and, I, and all the things and all the dreams I want to accomplish during my lifetime, I realized that the reason that I have been pulling myself back, however, there is uh, one writer that put it very eloquently. He said, you have your foot on the gas and your foot on the brakes, just in case. And um, I I have been holding myself back for different reasons. And I I hope that you can uh, relate to, to this when I say that I have been holding myself back for success because I didn't want to be more successful than the people around me. Have you ever felt that way? Like, man, you know, if, if, I, if I'm more successful than them, will they remain my friend? Will they remain in my life? Will they be jealous of me? These are just deep-rooted psychological things that, um, we all need to question ourselves for. So I'm going to talk a couple of. I'm going to talk about a couple of things, you know, and that is a big deal because being that you may come from a very successful household, the intimidation of it all is is big. You know, do you find yourself doing things you really don't want to do because your dad or your mom says you'll be great at it, and so you wanted to please them? but you find yourself in a situation you, or a job or a business that you truly, it's, it's successful, but it's not what you wanted to do with your life. You know, I, I have to say that the first one was always me, holding myself back so that I don't displease the people in my life. Well, I'm here to serve notice that people are about to become displeased. <laughs> I am here to serve notice to let you guys know that Yaya no longer has her foot on the brake. Gas pedal is where it's at. And I'm at full speed ahead. And I want you to join me. I want you to join me in this one question. It's all you have to do is begin with one question. Why am I so good at and fill in your blank? See, we have to ask ourselves that question to get our minds moving. Because you have to ask the right question. Not only do you have to ask the right question to others, but whatever happened to asking the right question to ourselves? 
Why am I so good at losing weight? Why am I so good at eating healthy? Why is it so easy for me to lose weight? Why is it so good for me to be healthy? Why is it easy for me to be healthy? Why is it so easy for me to play an instrument? Be more precise, obviously, but, you know, we need to ask ourselves these questions all the day long. You know why? Deeper than our mind, our subconscious mind. Now, listen to this. I want you to repeat after me. And this is something I learned on a, on a tape, so this is not my own. However, I, I, I find it so fascinating that this is what he said. He said, uh, right now you're going you're gonna to repeat after me, and then I know what's going to be in your subconscious mind, but you're going to repeat after me whether you believe it or not. This is what you're going to say. So I want you to repeat after me as well. I am so rich. I am so rich, so wealthy. I got all the money I ever need. Say that after me. I am so rich. Now say it louder. I am so rich. (laughs) Do you believe that? What did your mind tell you? Yeah, right. (laughs) We all have some work to do. We may not be so rich. But we definitely have to work on our subconscious because no matter how many tapes we have listened to, no matter how many people have come out to tell you how you can, and you can, you can do it. However, do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe that you can do it? That is the biggest question because other than that, there is really no one else that is out there to begin your journey with, except for you. That mentor will hold you accountable, that person that's going to be next to you. But why are you holding yourself back? Why was I holding myself back? There are many reasons. I didn't even know I was doing it. To tell you the truth, I had no idea. The subconscious mind, we need to reprogram it. When we first learn things, We first learned how to begin life, and we understood what life was about. It all began with a question, what is my name? Once you learned what your name was, your given name, because you didn't decide what your name was. I didn't decide to be, you know, my given name. It was given to me at birth by my parents. So once I found out who are my parents, oh, that's my mom. Oh, that's my dad. Okay, there. I got an uncle, too. Oh, my gosh. I got sisters and brothers. Wow. See, these are all things that we learn. And subconsciously, now you don't even have to think about it. But let me ask you a question. Uh, If I ask you right now, what would the name you would want be given to you? Now, now you're beginning to think, see? And without even giving yourself permission to think, you're beginning to think. Don't you believe in a change? Now you're thinking. We need to trigger the mind the way it was when we were younger and place new things in our subconscious and switch out the older things, the things that that have been holding us back, the things that have kept us from success, the things that have kept us from happiness, the things that have kept us, because we have fed ourselves these questions and fed ourselves these automatic answers, and now we're on automatic pilot. The question you need to ask yourself. What is the question that you need in your life to change your habit? Okay, so if you were to write down on the refrigerator or on some place that you go to every day your main question, the one question that you want so that you can change your life, what would that question be and where would you write it? Now I got you thinking. You know, the biggest tackle that I have right now is 
I want to rearrange my office. I know that's some funny stuff right there, and I know that's kind of weird, but I do. I want to rearrange my office. I want to get it to where it's really, really super functional. And I have everything to do that with, but then I have some extra stuff in here that I really don't use, and I haven't even seen it in years. So basically what I'm doing is holding on to stuff I shouldn't even be holding on to anymore because it really doesn't suit me. So what do I do with it? So now... These are the questions I'm asking myself. What should I do with my office? Or why is it so easy for me to, what, rearrange my office? Now I've come up with the decision and I've come up with the plan, and I'm going to execute it. Now, okay, so most people tell me, well, I don't have the time. And, of course, this is the same thing that the, the tape told me. And I'm, I'm telling you stuff that I'm learning, so I'm learning this too. And I want to tell you about it because I, I feel like this is like a revolutionary change in my life. Well, you say you don't have the time. Well, I said that too. I said, well, where would I find the time to do that? Well, there's plenty of time in the day. Um, all I have to do is switch out the things that are not productive, like Facebook, movies, and things like that, where I could really not – I don't need to check my Facebook page every five minutes. I don't need to sit down and scroll down and watch everybody else's life as mine goes by. I can take that opportunity to actually do something productive and feel good about it. So the next question would be, why am I so productive? Wow, these are questions I ask myself. And you know what? The mind begins to change out the old for the new. Why am I so productive? Because I found the time to actually fit in the things I really want to accomplish. So these are the things that we need to be asking ourselves. These are the things that we need to be doing. And these are the things that we need to be finding. Now, the other thing I found, and I always used to say, nah, man, I'm I'm not tired during the day. You know how it is. You're not tired. But you, you do get tired. You do get worn out. Scientists Scientists have proven that every 90 minutes you should, what, get away from what you're doing. Because the mind can only be productive for 90 minutes at a time. And then it shuts, you you begin to make wrong decisions, you begin to make uh, mistakes and things like that. So for every 90 minutes, for every hour and a half, you should get up for about 10 minutes and just kind of walk around and get out of the area or stand up and 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 move out the way. And if you get tired during the day and you find yourself at home, take a 15-minute nap. It's really good. I mean, some presidents have done it. Um, Einstein did it. I mean, we're in a company of great minds who just, for whatever reason, they decided that this was their, um, their, their goal-free zone is what we call it, where you don't make any decisions at that time. You just allow yourself to relax and come out of the situation so that you don't wear yourself down. So when we really decide what we want, how do we get started in this? I mean, so how did life start? (laughs) With the question, when are you coming out of there? (laughs) And you didn't even know because you were just inside your mother's belly. I wonder what this, what it's going to be. These are questions and then they were answered the moment you came out. And then the next question came was, well, what what are we going to name him or her? Oh, my gosh. These are all questions that were answered. And, and you subconsciously, when you were able to understand what was going on, began to ask yourself questions like, well, what is that? Do I like it? Well, do I like bananas? Well, let me taste it. I don't even know what that is. Mm, I like bananas. I do. And then that was in your subconscious. And now you know why you like bananas. Because you asked yourself the question when you were very young. Do I, I mean, you really didn't understand that you were asking a question. Because the one thing that happens when you're a baby is everything goes in your mouth anyways because that's the way you taste things. That's the way you decide if, if it's good or not. So these are questions that were nonverbal that you've asked yourself. So we can begin anew. We can reprogram our brains. We can ask the right questions. When we really decide what we want, we need to ask ourselves the right questions. So I'm, I'm talking about the facing of fear. Now, 
people don't realize, and I didn't realize, that fear is really something that is truly there. Are you going to face it and rise, or are you going to face it and, and just, you know, run? So we have so many different things that we need to decide, a few things. Fear of rejection is a big reason why a lot of people don't do it because they, they can visualize in their mind the, the failure. They can visualize in their mind the rejection, the fear of rejection. Because they know who, I mean, really, who wants to be rejected? Who wants to go through rejection? Nobody does. I, I don't want to go through rejection, but guess what? It is a part of life. Being rejected is a part of living, and we all have to go through it. So what I say and what a lot of people have said is they practice in their minds the fear of the rejection of, say, of being told no. And it's not so bad. Being told no is not so bad. Because that just means that's not the avenue you need to go by. You need to go through a different avenue. So it's not it's not that that's not the door that's opening for you. That's all. See, we've been, we've been rejected so many times and put down and let down so many times. Then now it's a routine for us. We think that we shouldn't go for it. We shouldn't bother these people. Um, no, we can't go there and ask them that. No, how could we do that? I won't bother him right now. I won't bother her right now. No, 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 bother them. Because this is the thing. If you don't know that there is a no, how can you find your yes? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. We need to start. We need to start. We need to do what matters. We need to find our our goals. We need to accomplish our our tasks that we have here as we as we move through life. So what am I saying? I'm saying that there are certain things that we all have to accomplish in our lives. There are always certain things that we have to, you know, overcome. But the way you overcome it is by your questions. What are you asking yourself? What can you do to change your subconscious? What can you do to change your subconscious? And I love, I love, I love the story, and I'm going to play it again because I think that this story here was is really a subconscious story, and I want you to hear it again because I want this to get in your mind. I want this to get in my mind that, you know, we can. We can do it. We can do it, and we're going to change our lives. I'm in Inglewood, living off Arbavita. I'm on government assistance, and I run out of money, and I had to buy Pampers for Jelani. And I had $11.42 in the bank. And I remember wrapping my son in a towel for two days. You know, someone said, because when I tell the story, I always get teary-eyed. And someone said, do you fabricate the tears because you've told the story so much? No, I'm a mama. Every time I tell the story, I feel it again. I remember the second day, like you said, I had my, my hand on Jelani's stomach and I said, don't worry, baby. Mommy will never be this broke or broken again. And that day, what shifted for me was I was willing, and I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, I was willing to completely die to any form of me that I had been so that I can birth the woman that I was becoming. The reason why a lot of people won't become who they want is because they're too attached to who they've been. And you hear it all the time when people say, I've always been this way. Okay, well, if that's working for you, keep doing that. I knew it wasn't working for me any longer. I had hit my version of rock bottom. So I was willing to let go of everything and everybody. See, another reason why people won't get there is because the doorway is for you to fit through. You're trying to carry everybody else through because you're trying to be rescue 911. 
and you got to rescue you first. I am much more valuable to my family and to my community because I was willing to let them go. Go through the door myself, teach myself, learn myself, condition myself, and then come back and get them. I'm much more valuable to them now. But I had to go through a window time of 10 years of judgment. You leaving us, hanging out with white people all the time. You going to these crazy countries. We, we don't know what you... I, I had to be willing to, to allow my conviction to make me inconvenienced. See, we want to grow, but we want to stay liked by everybody. I was willing to be my own rescue at the risk of your approval. But most of us aren't like that. Facebook is an example. We want to be liked. Well, I woke up and I like myself today, so your like is extra. My, my job is to like me first. I was willing to say every day, Lisa, you like you? Lisa, are you proud of you? Lisa, are you playing full out? Every day before I checked in with anybody else. That's lonely, by the way. Why won't most people do it? Because it's scary and it's lonely. So what did I do? I was willing to find people who had what I didn't have, who were living lives that I wasn't living, who believed things that I didn't know about, and I was willing to become their student. I got up every day and I ate a slice of humble pie. See, when you get to this level, even me 10 years ago, you can get caught up by reading your own fine print. See, whenever I hear people reading my bio, and before I came on and you read my bio, I'm in the back going, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I don't want to ever think I arrived. I don't ever, that bio is old. I, I, you should be interested in my future. Oh, that's my bio. What's my future? Oh, what are you doing? What am I, who am I becoming for 2020? And we get caught up in our bios. We get caught up in our status. I never allowed that to stop me from going and sitting at the hem of someone and saying, what do you know about wealth? See, because there's three forms to money. There's three relationships to money. We learn how to earn it. We learn how to keep it. And we learn how to grow it. Well, I, I learned how to earn it because my theme song was, I'm a hustler, baby. And I want you to know, everybody with me, it ain't where I've been, but what? Where I'm about to go. So I was singing that song. <laughs> good. They know, they know, right? I was singing that song when I was, I was in, working out of my closet as my office. I, w- I was in a walk-in closet where you really couldn't walk in. You stepped in and turned, right? <laughs> and, and, and the clothes rack, you know how you have the hanger rack. I had pant hangers in the closet, and I had manila folders clipping on the, the pant hangers. Those are my client files. And I would sit there, and I put two ninety-nine mirrors off that you get from CVS. I put them all around my closet walls so that I could make my, my office look bigger. I worked out of that closet office for four years singing that song. It ain't where I've been, but where I'm about to go. I knew that. I knew how to make money. I didn't know how to keep it, because ain't nobody had none in my family. So keeping wasn't an issue. Growing was never an issue. So I went to people who knew how to make it, keep it, grow it. I went to people who was about serving others to the highest level. See, I make a lot of money because I serve more people. See, all your success is on the other side of service. People trying to make money, if it begins and ends with money, it's going to be a short-lived victory. But if it's about transforming lives, then the wind keeps going and going and growing and growing. So I went to people that knew what I didn't know. And I, I, I killed my ego every day, murdered my she-go every day. Because I got a big she-go. I mean, come on, right? Every day, Tom. And I got hungry and I learned. I went to the same training 42 times. Yes, I said 42. Some folk will stop. So I've been there already. I learned that already. Yeah. No, I wasn't there. I wanted to be able to finish their sentences. I want to know what you know. I want to walk like you, talk like you, and then I want to embed me in it. But success leaves clues. We're just not picking them up. I was the only African-American person at this conference. I was one of two women at this conference. Within the last 29 sessions, I led the conference. But I was willing to be the student first. So that's what I did, number one. And number two, I looked at every toxic behavior in my life. Everyone. You see me go behind my own black curtain. People don't want to tell on yourself. You're trying to protect. You're trying to do four things. You're trying to protect, prove, hide, and defend. If you wake up every day and say, I have nothing to protect. I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to defend. Now, who do I choose to be? 
because your energy is consumed with protecting, proving, hiding, and defending. But if you let go of that, then now you're in creation. Every day I told myself that. Every day I got in the mirror and I said three sentences. And I gave each sentence seven different endings. And at times I was crying so hard I couldn't understand myself because the ending, the sentence was so difficult to say. Every day I looked in the mirror and said, Lisa, I'm proud that you. And I found seven different things to celebrate Lisa for because we are under-celebrated. Because you want someone to celebrate you more than you celebrating yourself. You want to hear thank you from others more than you're thanking yourself. You want to hear other people say I love you more than you saying I love yourself. You are teaching the world. I set this on Oprah. When I set this on Oprah, she said, oh, my God, I believe the exact same thing. So I knew I had one thing right. (laughs) (laughs) The world is looking at you and following your example of how to treat you, how to treat you. They're following your example of how to treat you. So how you treat you, the world's going to follow your lead. So I had to start treating Lisa better because I was everything for everybody but nothing for myself. And so every day I got in the mirror and I completed three sentences. Lisa, I'm proud of you for. Second thing, Lisa, I forgive you for. That one took me down daily because I'd had a son with a man who's now in prison, my biggest nightmare, my greatest nightmare. I had been in a relationship that turned mentally and then physically abusive when my son was three years old. I made money but lost it. I was on government assistance. I was on welfare. I was on WIC, women, infant, and children. I got a lot of forgiveness that I had to do. But I was willing to forgive myself every day. And every day I said the same thing for like six months until it got easier. And then one day I went, Lisa, I forgive you for it. And that thing didn't come up anymore. I was like, ooh, okay, on to the next seven different endings and the last thing I did every day last sentence is Lisa I commit to you that because we make bigger commitments to other people if I commit to y'all something ride or die you can bet your last dime that I'm going to be there I'm going to show up you're going to get two dimes but I would make commitments for me for myself and I wouldn't do it i.e. my weight so I started every day celebrating Lisa forgiving Lisa and making a commitment to Lisa and then I was willing to invest money in me I was willing to invest money in me. Literally. 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 I worked at LA Unified School District. And I knew I couldn't stay there because they needed a degree. I didn't have a degree. They didn't seem happy. I wanted to be happy. So I would I would have my son at daycare during the day. I'd work nine hours. I pick him up from daycare, take him back to my office. I take a 30-minute break from 6 o'clock to 6.30 to go get him. I start working from 6.30 until midnight every day at my office on me, every day. Put my son on a little, you know, primary color blanket, something to occupy him. Give him toys that I took the batteries out of so he'd be confused for a little while trying to figure out <laughs> why they're not working. I'm sure I'm serious. And I I did it every day, every day, every day. I stopped going out to dinner. I stopped going out dancing. I stopped getting my nails done, stopped getting my hair done. And every two weeks when Ella Unified paid me, I wrote a check to my dream. And I wrote in the memo line, funding my dream. And I I would mail the check to the bank, Wells Fargo. And I mailed a check to myself every two weeks for three and a half years. My family thought, you know, thought I was smoking on drugs. <laughs> like, she ain't going out. She, not, she eating beanies and weenies all week. She, she, we think she's on drugs, but she's not getting any smaller, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I went to the bank after three and a half years. This is the story you're talking about. I walked in the bank. I said, I'm just going to check. And see where that account is, because I wouldn't open the I wouldn't open the statements, because my mother used to say when I was growing up, "Girl, this money burning my pocket," and I'm like, "Oh, I think money hot." And it goes, <laughs> and it, thank you, thank you so much, and it goes away fast. So I'm not gonna open the statement because I don't want to know how much money I have, because I didn't have a healthy relationship to money. I didn't even know a relationship with money. So while I'm at these trainings, uh, they just kept saying save. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna save. I didn't need the money. Um, that I was writing checks for because it was the money I used on my nails and my hair. And then every check I wrote to myself, I made a challenge with myself that it had to be 5% more than the next check. 
Wow. Than the previous check. So I, and I didn't really know how to calculate the five percent. So I'm like, well, I'll just add thirty dollars. I'll just add sixty. I really didn't know anything about it. Then I went out and got a second job. And I started working in the evenings less on my business and more out on jobs so I can write a bigger check. So I learned how to live on $31,000. That's all I was living on, $31,000. We can make it. We got it. I sold my Altima I had at the time. I bought an old Explore Explorer. You know, I just, I, just, I just skinnied down. I moved out of my three-bedroom house. I moved in with a roommate. She smoked even. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put towels under the base of the door. Y'all, you got to be inconvenienced. I put towels on the base of the door so the smoke wouldn't come in the room with me and my son. We slept side by side in the same bed. Went from a three-bedroom, you know, three-bathroom house, two-story, to a roommate, you know, because I was willing to write a check to fund my dream. And I kept writing, funding my dream, funding my dream, funding my dream. And I walked into Wells Fargo three and a half years later, and I, I gave her my name. I said, hi, my name is Lisa Nichols. And she's like, you the funding my dream lady. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah. So all these tellers came running around. The manager came around because I guess everybody had processed a check or two. And they were like, we all been wondering, like everybody wants to know, what's the dream you funded? And I was like, I don't know, but it's going to cost some money. (laughs) I think I got a little money now to fund the dream. And so I said, I just came to get my balance and to see where it is because I haven't opened any of the statements. They were like, what? I said, no, I haven't opened any of the statements because uh, money burns my mama's pocket, so it might burn my pocket, so I don't want to spend it. So she wrote the balance down. You know how they write the balance down, and she turned it and passed it to me, and I looked at it, and I said, no, ma'am, my name is Lisa Shante Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> this is my social security number. I don't even want that money because y'all going to want it back, and I don't want to get in trouble, so can you just give me my account? You know, because I didn't know anyone in my family that had $5,000 in their account, $10,000 in the account. So when you write down that I have $62,500 in my account, that's not mine. And so they all teared up, like everybody started crying. They're like, no, it's yours. I looked down at my son, Jelani, who was five years old now, and I said, Jelani, I think life is going to change for you and mommy. <laughs> my son said, Mommy, can we finally go to McDonald's now? Because <laughs> so, I've been making them homemade Big Macs for a while. I was like, Mama, can make you a better Big Mac than, you know, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> so, because I was there, I was willing to inconvenience my entire life. My entire life. I was willing to disrupt my entire life to buy my future. To buy my possibility, to give my dream a chance. See, we're not supposed to tuck our dreams in on the, on the pillow when we get up in the morning. We're not supposed to leave them at home and go and fulfill somebody else's dream. We're not supposed to do that. That's not what we're wired to do. That's not who we are. Your human spirit doesn't care about the economy. The human spirit doesn't care that my son's father went to prison. My, the human spirit doesn't care what's happened to your family. The human spirit doesn't care about the past. You may have been molested or your family may have been broke or, or you may have been betrayed or you may have a divorce. Your human spirit doesn't care about any of that. Your human spirit simply says, What's our command for tomorrow? What do you want to create? It's not keeping score. Your brain is keeping score because your brain is designed to keep you safe. Your soul, your intuition, your human spirit is designed to make you soar. And when you get to the edge of that stage, I want to get up right now. Can I get up you right now? Get whatever you want. Okay. Think when, I'm going to tell Lisa Nichols no? When, Come on now. When you get to the edge... Your brain will always tell you to step back. It's always going to tell you to step back because you can fall. Always. It's going to tell you to step back because before you fail, the last time you did this, you saw someone else fail. You could hurt. You could be off work. It's going to tell you. It's designed to keep you safe. So you have to be willing to play between your brain and your soul. And on some days, you've got to just listen to your soul. And you got to say, I'm going to leap. I'm going to get to the edge. Most people are at the edge, and you're standing at the edge, and you're watching everyone else fly. That's pit my ride, watch my cribs, all this stuff. You know, watching people's lives on Facebook. You're at the edge, watching someone else live, wondering what it's going to be like when you jump without ever jumping. And I'm just here to tell you, jump. Because only three things can happen. You're either going to jump and fly, or you're going to jump and fall on something soft. Are you going to fall down hard? Either way, you're going to get back up. You already know you got what it takes to get back up. You're not, your greatest fear is not that you will fall. 
Your greatest fear is that you will live a full life and never fly. That you never leave. You're not afraid of dying. You're afraid of dying before the world sees who you really are. Before they really get your fingerprint. Before they really feel your breath. Before they really get your contribution. Before they really feel you. That's what you don't want to happen. You don't want to leave this place without us knowing you were here. All I'm doing is giving my, my dream a chance. And I'm not extraordinary. You don't get off the hook. You don't get to be let off the hook. I'm an ordinary woman who chooses every day to make one more extraordinary decision. You're a grinder. Yeah, right? Like fucking... Wow. Wow. And that's what we're talking about today, making that change in your life. And we have our guest on the line. I want to say welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do for you. Hello? Um, hello? Yes, hi. How are you? Is I'm doing great. Yes. Yes, son. So tell us about yourself and tell us about your book, An Empowered Life. Yes, I have my book, An Empowered Life. I, yes, I wrote that book based on my experiences, past experiences with fear, basically being afraid of expressing myself, being afraid of what people will say if I stood up and basically tell my truth. Um, I wrote that book because of rejection, everything that I've been through. So I poured everything that I've been through over the years into that book to empower mm. persons, to, to let persons know that people's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Whatever you have been through in the past, it doesn't have to define and it doesn't have to stop you. That you have a purpose, and your purpose is bigger than anything that you have been through. Your purpose is bigger than your past experiences, what people are saying about you. Allow anything to stop you from becoming your best self. Do not allow anything to stop you from basically living the life that you were designed to live. Mm-hmm. And so um, right now I am as, I'm a success coach and I'm also a motivational speaker. What I do mm-hmm. is that I help persons to define what is it that they are passionate about and to turn that into a business. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so that's basically. Tell us about your journey. Tell us about how you, how you, I mean, when you decided that you weren't going to let anybody bother you, that you were not going to let anybody, um, you know, go over you. And the background noises, I'm, I'm trying to talk over that. Um, um, could you could you repeat the question, please? I'm sorry. Uh, could you repeat the question, please? Yeah, no, I'm saying the background noises are really loud. Uh, hold on, give me a second, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very loud. Turn it up, turn it Um, are you hearing me clearly? I'm going to try, yeah. Uh, yes. Could you could you repeat the question, please? I'm saying, okay, so when you decided that that's what you were going to do, when you knew what you wanted to go for, what was your first step in, in becoming a motivational speaker and a coach? Okay. Um, it took me it uh, it took me several months to actually make the first step because of fear. But then first, one of the first things that I did was to start doing some research and, okay, what, what, could I listen, um, what, what could I speak about? What is it that the market wants? And I started listening to other motivational speakers to get inspiration from them, seeing what is working in the, the market. And then I started, after I got clarity on what is it that I want to do, what is it that I want to speak about, who do I want to help? Because when I started, I was basically all over the place. So mm-hmm. one of the one of the most important things for me was to get clarity. 
clarity on who is who is my target market, what is it that I want to talk to them about, and then I started to contacting these persons. So right now my talk um in my speaking because I've just started I'm I'm speaking to um to high schools and colleges. So I I started to contacting them and and introducing myself what I did and. Another thing that I did was to align myself with persons that are doing what I'm doing. So it's very important, whatever whatever it is that you want to do, get around other persons that are already doing it and learn from them. So being a mentor and having a mentor, how important is that um, on your scale? I'm sorry, I didn't hear everything that you said. I being a mentor and having a mentor, how important is that on your scale? Um, that I, I strongly believe that that is really important for you to have a mentor, somebody that because sometimes you'll not be able to see all of your blind spots, all the things them, and sometimes you can. So having someone that you can talk to about. What is it that you want to do is really is really really important. I strongly believe that I would not be where I am right now if I didn't have somebody that I can talk to. If I didn't have mentors, because I had more than one mentors over the over a few months. So it's really important, and a mentor you can basically ask that person, get advice from that person on what you should do, what step that you should take. Will this work? If you have an idea, say, for example, you want to release a product in the market. So you could basically go to that mentor and say, okay, this is what I want to do. What do you think about that? What what what, what mm-hmm. steps should I take? Should I do this now? Uh, how should I go about doing it? So it's really important mm-hmm. for you to have a mentor. Oh, definitely, definitely. Wow, wow. And, I mean, okay, so for those people who don't know about mentors or never had a mentor, um, who is a mentor? Uh, is it someone like at school where you went to the counselor, or is it someone that you would trust in your life that may be already in your life? I believe that a mentor is anyone who is, Basically, in the field that you want to go into, have and have experience. So, for example, for me as a coach, um, so um, I would I have mentors that are already coach. They are already coaches. They have the experience. They are they are doing this for years, and so they are able to guide you. Be be a friend to you. Be this person. Be basically be an advisor to you. So a mentor is somebody that have experience in the era that you are in. Okay, so going back to your book and going back to your career um, and knowing what you know now, what and how have you changed your life? How I have improved my life? Yes. Yeah. Um, my life has improved a lot over the years, over the time because um investing in my personal investing in my growth and is one of the best things that i that I did and so because no I'm not this I'm much more bolder now I'm much more confident now that I, than I was few months or a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I would say that my life has changed tremendously. And I'm, I now have more clarity in what is it that I want to do with my life, where my life is going. Yeah. So basically mm-hmm. that's how my life has changed. Wow. wow. And that's a lot. That truly is a lot, and, and, and congratulations on that. So tell us about your book. Uh, tell us about your website and how people can reach you. Okay. Persons can reach me at my website, thedrivetosuccess.co. That's D-R-I-V-E-N, to success.co. 
And my book on Empowered Life, it's now available on Amazon and and other online websites. So persons can go basically go out there and purchase get the book. And it's really based on what based on the comments that are on the comments that I've heard, I'm hearing from persons, it's really life changes that really change their life. I have I had persons coming up coming up to me and say, you know, this is what I'm going through and I've just read this and this is what I'm going through and so forth. So they can basically relate to what the, what the book is saying. Yeah. And on my mm-hmm. website I you can you can learn more about me, about what I do in my coaching and speaking and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that. And we did go ahead and post it up on our site. Uh, I have driven to success dot co, and uh, you know we have your, your website there. Is that a good website to uh, reach you? Yes. Okay. All right. And is I mean you know as a speaker, as a motivational speaker, an author, a success a success coach. What would be one of the things that you would tell the listeners today if they were trying to break through that 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 barrier that has been holding them back all these years? Okay, first you have to get clear. What is it that what is it that you are trying to achieve? Because without without clarity, then you'll not be able to take that next step. So get clear what is it that what is it that you want to achieve where are you now and what is it that is holding you back could it be mm-hmm. something in your past an ex- past experience could it be a limited belief maybe a fear a doubt what is it that is holding you back and then what is it that you can start doing now that will take that will take you to where you want to go. Uh, who can you who can you go to for help? Or maybe so maybe it's something outside of you and you um you're not able to break through that that limit that 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 bar on your own. But then by aligning yourself with persons that are uh, have experience, persons that like maybe a coach, then they can help you to break through that barrier. But the mm. first step is basically to get crystal clear. Clarity is power. And one of the one of the things I find is a lot of persons that yes, they want to break through but they do not know what is it that is actually holding them back. And even if they know what is it that's holding them back, a lot of them are afraid of facing their own demons, facing their own self because Facing yourself is very painful. Saying that, okay, this is um, I am doing. I am where I am stopping myself from being successful because I am allowing persons to to um, persons words affect me. And basically, facing yourself is very hard. So get clarity. Um, get someone to to help you, and basically face your fear. Face that thing that is an issue to you. Face that thing that is holding you back, and start and and create an action plan to get over it. You mm-hmm. have to take action. Yeah. You have to, yeah. You have to have a, a strategic plan to move from where you are now to where you want to go, and do not expect that it's going to be easy. Do not expect it's yeah. going to be a walk in the park. But if you are persistent enough, if you are determined if you know, if you make a decision that this is what I want, I want to break through this limit. I want to start uh, um I want to have a better life. And if you are persistent enough, if you surround yourself with people that support you, people that will that will hold your hand and help you to move to that next level. Then you can have a breakthrough. That you cannot break through. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that's wow. Wow. And I, I totally, I totally agree with you on that. That is uh, one of the major things is that you really have to decide for yourself. And when you make that choice, and then everything else can follow. 
I want to thank you so much, Eshan, for calling in and uh, being on the show and, and, and doing what you do. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. And I, I just want to say, um, can I just say one last thing to your listeners? Okay. Um, just want to say to them, whatever, whatever your dreams are, go after your dreams. Go after your dreams. Do not allow anyone to tell you or to allow you to believe that you cannot achieve your dreams. And be careful of who you share your dreams with. Do not tell your million-dollar dream to some to to a hundred-dollar thinker because they will never be able to see your dream. And that's one of the things that many people do. They tell their dreams to the wrong people, and then because that person doesn't support them, because that person tell them that they cannot do it, then they give up on themselves. They give up on their dreams. So go mm-hmm. after your dreams and be careful of who you share your, your dreams with. Yes, thank yeah. you. No problem, no problem. You're so right. Thank you again so much, Eston, for calling in. You guys can go ahead and go to his website, driventosuccess.co. That's driventosuccess.co. Please stop by, buy the book, and, and be a support for not only that, get your life on the right track. Again, Eston, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, good night. Good night. You know, Eslan is right. You have to decide what you want to do. And that's why this show and this program is so essential and so important. And if you have any questions, Eslan is sure to help you. Just go to his website again. That's driventosuccess.co, driventosuccess.co, and uh, and ask away. Contact him. I'm sure he'll be happy to, to help you out. And I want to say thank you, but we have a lot to do. I have an office to organize. So I'm going to go ahead and continue to do what I do best, which is daring to be different. And you guys, what do I always say? Don't forget to what? Dare to be different. And, hey, now you're listening to us. Don't forget to tune in on the Caribbean Community Radio down in the Caribbean. We got all the islands down there, all of the east coast of Florida. We are moving forward, and I am definitely excited about it. Also on Bombay Radio and 97.5 FM Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, and the Dream Chasers Radio Network. Thank you again so much. This has been wonderful, and we have some work to do. Please, if you have any inspirational stories, email us at dreamchasersradio at gmail.com. Again, that's dreamchasersradio at gmail.com, and we will be happy to uh, consider you for our newsletter for June, which is coming out at the end of June. So, hey, I am doing a wonderful, wonderful job over here just making sure that I'm staying on track. How about you? Don't forget to what? Dare to be different, baby. Until next time, that is tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. I'm